It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Lick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we're on the porch here. And it's here windy. Me. It is windy, yes. But, but you did, did you notice windy. that he has the uh, volume up so we can hear this time? Oh, yeah. There you I, go. I thought that would work better for you if I yeah. actually... Yeah, poor Calvin yesterday kept complaining that I can't hear it. I can hear it a little bit, and kept fiddling with his stuff, and it was my fault. I didn't have the volume up on well, his. Well, then Jerry said, I don't think the thing's turned up. No, he's, no Jerry said, Jerry's was turned up a yeah. too loud. Yeah, gave me a headache. I gave Jerry some of your, <laughs> your level. All right, well, give us a call and be a part of today's show. We're at 210-308-8867, or this is a good day to head on over to Millburgers at 1604 and Verde Road. And you can uh, just uh, come on out and ask your gardening question in person. Lots of help. Lots of help. Yeah. So, uh, Still got the blue bonnets, red, white, and blue, blue bonnets. They do. They lots do. transplants. Lots and lots of pansies. Yeah, those pansies are pretty. Yeah, they are nice. Those yellow ones. But, yeah, so come on by and visit with us and... Uh, We'd, uh, or we'd love to talk to you on the phone at 210-308-8867. This will be the last time this year we're going to talk with them, right, Melvin? We won't talk to you for another year. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound right. That actually that actually could be. Won't talk to you till next year. There you there go. go. Yeah. There you, go. you got any New Year's gardening resolutions that you... Uh, no. Okay. You don't, you, don't, you don't do that, I guess. Well, it's kind of snuck up on us. It's just like... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the retail... Uh, Retailers complaining because there's no time in between the holidays, and but uh, and that's for us resolution makers too. It's suddenly it's New Year's already. Yeah, it really is sort of amazing. It just uh, Wednesday will be New Year's. Did you get all that rain? Did you see the rain on your windshield when you left? I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you could have missed. You could have could have spit twice. Yeah, you could have sneezed and gotten as much I, wetness on the window. I did have to turn my wipers on. Yeah, twice. I, was, I was wondering if you had. Oh, going home? Did you yeah. have some too? Okay. Yeah, on sixteen oh four. that's because mine were all full of leaves. Oh. Right there in the, no, but yeah, there was a little misty. Yeah, I mean, I, it was misty over there by I-10. Do you want me to see if we're supposed to get any uh, rain today? No, we're not getting any <laughs> rain today. <laughs> we didn't even get any at 8 o'clock. <laughs> that was the next uh, time. It was supposed to rain at 2 uh, and or 8. And well, well, everybody eight last night? Yeah, I saw people posting on Facebook, oh, it's raining, this is great. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, we need to alert everybody, too, that... Uh, we talked about things drying out. If you got containers, chances are they're, oh, dry, they're yeah. dry because we it's been temperatures been moderate, but it's been warm enough, and there's been some of the plants are actually growing, so they're using yeah. the moisture that's available. And low humidities would dry those pots out pretty fast. And you you would have uh, it was uh, we should have done a uh, on the site reporting uh, because I went I went and got some. Uh, 
breakfast tacos for Judy and I this morning. All right. Good and, boy. Uh, and the point, poinsettia at the re- restaurant. Uh, all, of no, them were, no. all of them were uh, kind of faded. Were they droopy? Yeah. And then she, she says, well, how do you know they need water? Uh, wait a minute. No, if, if I can tell. So I said, yeah, I said, one. well. When these leaves crumple up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're crunchy. And then she said, oh, and the soil's dry, too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that was a relatively sm- small container with nice big plants. No. Yeah, yeah I, talked, I talked to my daughter today, and I, I got her about uh, six or eight poinsettias. And she said <laughs> they're keeping her on the run, keeping her watered. And uh, they're big plant, big plant, but they sure have looked pretty all yeah. Christmas. Well, and if you just if you do your do the watering thing, you can have them, you know, that same bloom for four or five months. Oh yeah, I I, I do think people get get to the point where they say, well, I'm not sure I care anymore. <laughs> they're, they're beautiful, but. Uh, I don't need all this uh, exercise. I don't need to have a, my calendar have water. water. Uh, <laughs> not, the ice maker is working full blast here. <laughs> yeah, she she's thinking that they're in a loose mix, that uh, they dry out too fast. And uh, they, did, they do put them in a looser mix uh, to enhance the growth. Now and also so they can move them uh-huh. and sell them. Yeah, and get a nursery. I thought your um, your tree, uh, the tree point city. I thought that was in a little heavier soil. Was it? Seemed like it, but okay. may, maybe I'm wrong. Could Cause, be because I got a couple others that are yeah, need to be watered more often than the tree. Your tree, tree does. Okay, good. Well, uh, yeah, it's a larger container. Well, yeah, that part, helps a lot. Yeah, part of it too. Uh, but I, I have some announcements. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got this note from uh, Ann Chiller. Oh, yeah, I did. The Festival of Flowers. Yeah, the date and the place have been chosen. There you go. Garden Center. A new weekend, a new location. Okay. It's going to be Saturday, May 16th. All right. The weekend before Memorial Day. Okay. Wow, Memorial Day is early. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be at the San Antonio Garden, C- Garden Center, 3310 North Hebronfels. That's, is it, can the Garden Center hold that? Uh, yeah, that was, my, well, it'll, 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 hold, be, it'll, it'll hold spread out. It can, it'll hold what it can hold. I mean, yeah, they, they, and if, if they spread it out, I mean, you've seen the Rose Show, and they have all that in that one room, and they've got the other room next door. That, oh yeah, but that's yeah, <laughs> you be, can't a lot. A lot of that uh, would have to be outside. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's how they're going to. But that that'll be tough. You know, depends on the weather and everything. <laughs> but but uh, you know, the vendors there at uh, uh, Festival of Flowers take up a lot of room. Yeah, you know they bring plants in and everything in. I have I have faith in in Anna Brunel. Let me, let me pre- I know. Let me, I do. Let me predict that they're gonna that the fees are gonna go up, <laughs> and and that there'll be a little more demand for them. Yeah, and a little less extravagant use of space, which would be all right. 
vendors, seminars, and attractions, citywide, plant exchange, inside, outside, and all around the grounds. Okay. So, yeah, and they've got that big area outside, too, where they do the weddings and stuff. They can put people outside as long yeah. as the weather's nice. Keep, keep that up, Milton. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure they're going to be fine. <laughs> when they got you sitting out there on a stump doing Hold, a, holding in yeah. the umbrella. Or... <laughs> I'll do it, by golly. <laughs> Co-hosted by the San Antonio Water System. Watch for details coming in January. Yeah, so we've got to save the date, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, May 16th. And also, I want to mention the uh, Earthkind Fruit Tree Seminar. Oh, for those that? of you who are interested in growing fruits, and that's a January 24th, okay. Friday, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden Educational Room. Which is across, just across the parking lot from yeah. the Garden Center. And... Uh, they go, they're going to be talking about peaches, blackberries, citrus, grapes, and more. Selecting, planting, and maintenance, common insects and disease control. Nice. It's a, it's a nice agenda. Yeah. Full it agenda. It costs $50 per person. Three meals. Uh, free meals, yeah. Three. Three. three Includes a light breakfast, yeah. lunch, and snacks. Yeah. So... Even if the program's no good, the food might be pretty good. <laughs> and it's got such uh, notable, notable, notable speakers as David Rodriguez, oh. Larry Stein, uh, David. David's talking about citrus and bananas. Okay. <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be nice. And uh, we got a guy talking about the uh, grapes, olives, and pears. And so uh, that, it, it's going to be a good program. You register now at, uh, I'd go ahead and just call, call the office. They give a website on here. But uh, it's uh, yes. AgriLife. Register agrilife register dot tamu dot edu slash backslash bear county. You can just do just, just Google Bear County Agrilife. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll get you there. And you get three CEUs for a TDA pesticide uh, and six. An International Society of Arboriculture, CEUs. Six of them. And seven CEUs for Texas Nursery Landscape Association and Master Garden. Yeah. Gen- they're generous on the CEUs. So it's a good uh, it's a good program. And we'll be talking about it more. I, I don't know. I, I assume the registration is still open. And don't forget, David will be here on January 11th. There you go. And he'll be talking about um, we'll get, we'll fruit get, tree basics. We'll get a preview. Yeah. <laughs> and David will bring us uh, lunch, so we get a. Is that right? I yeah. I think he'll. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> oh man. 
Yeah, so that's a free. It starts Saturday. The it's on we, Saturday the eleventh. You forget we trained him, you know. Oh yeah, so yeah, no, we, we know, no, there won't be any lunch. <laughs> no, no, actually, well, David, David went through an uh, internship with us. Plus, he has years of experience with. Uh, and he still decided the, to stay the in the field. Yeah, the nurseries worked for the nurseries and. Uh, for education, I think he's got a master's degree in horticulture. Free adult seminar, fruit tree basics at Millburgers. Millburgers has just unloaded several truckloads of hundreds of fruit trees, citrus trees, avocado trees, pomegranates, olive trees, blueberries, raspberries, Japanese persimmon, blackberries, and more. Uh, now is the time to get your new plant tree if you want to get them established, and David will show you how. Uh, yeah, I, gl- I glanced through my... Uh New updated uh, fruit list mm-hmm. uh, for fruit trees. Yeah, and uh, I was mainly looking for making sure they have that uh, real pretty blooming. They have Florida kale, Florida kale, yeah. and the uh, the one that blooms so pretty, uh, double red flowers. Um, uh, I know what you're, <laughs> you're talking about. That's the one. That's one. That's yeah. Some they got offshoot of that. The Baron, Red Baron, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Red Baron. I I planted that a number of years ago, and I swear I've got a uh, one that reseeded itself. Oh my goodness! It, oh, over you know on the different part of the yard and has a same spectacular bloom, um, and I, that's the first time I've ever seen that kind of. Uh, a, a, a naturals, they yeah. You know, usually they don't they don't come. Usually, the, the, does it bloom pretty? Blooms real pretty, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, usually they don't come back too true from seed. Yeah, that's what I. Maybe yeah. the fruit is yeah different. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I really didn't get any fruit. Okay. But uh, the blooms were struck me as exactly the same as Red Baron. There you go. Then I, then I was waiting for the fruit, but. Uh, of course, then we got into that uh, hot part of the summer. That's one thing about that uh, that ornamental, that red baron is. It's a little later. Yeah, it's a fruit. late. It's a late peak. Yeah, it's uh, not like. I think it's freestone. Yeah, it could be. I think it's freestone. I, I, I was trying to remember. But anyway, anyway they're they're going to get some of those in later on. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh huh. Yeah, that's spectacular. I th- I think that for the. Uh, Urban or urban orchards, that's one of the best best trees that you that you can have. Well, you got such you got the spectacular blooms and for a long period. Yeah, the blooms long longer than uh, most of the other trees in your. And they're landscape. double flowered. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Red uh, Baron, that's Red Baron. Look for that. Yeah, we got that, and we got our Florida. Uh, king or whatever. Florida King, yeah, that's one low chill, and most low chills are. Uh, in my, my experience have been small fruit, and but this this is a large fruit, dependable. Um, I don't know. Have we, Jerry? Has a has a late freeze affected it? No, well, we, we, I, I don't think so. Not like uh, that's that's always a. Hazard when you have a real low chill like that, <laughs> but that yeah that's a that's a nice. It's kind of moved to the first choice on my recommendation yeah. for, for a backyard peach here in San Antonio area. I think it's better than June Gold that we've recommended I, for years. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think June Gold is a little is uh, later, 
and their June Gold may, fruit might be a little bit bigger, but it's not uniform like yeah. the King is. Uh, it had double fruit, a lot of double yeah. fruits on them. But they're both, you know. Yeah, they're both, they're both good. good. Uh, I got a note from one of my volunteers. Uh, pass that over to Calvin. And All right. Well, hang on. Let's touch to this see thing. if see if he can identify the problem. But we'll, we're going to use this as a uh, <laughs> an opportunity. Okay. To tease, as they say on radio. So we're going to tell you more about what Jerry's talking about right after this, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. So while we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevard Road, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free, and you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11.30. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter from Millburgers. Burgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. In a segment now called, What Was Jerry Talking About? <laughs> uh, so, okay. so I got, I got a note from uh, one of my better volunteers yeah. that helps me quite a bit. And she said, <laughs> she writes, I decided to grow nematodes instead of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And send me that picture. So she did a good job. <laughs> Man, that's ugly. Uh, yeah. That's pretty obvious. That's a good picture of nematode uh, damage. Is there, do we, we have uh, write ups on plantanswers.com on, because that, that sounds like it'll involve a replanning how she uses her, her, her garden. Yeah. She'll yeah. have to use. Resistant varieties, or and move things like onions into that area. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think but a lot of small gardeners, uh, small you know that have small garden areas, uh, have real troubles with nematodes. And uh, that's one one thing I've I've been pr- trying to promote f- uh, for the rodeo tomatoes. Or the nematode, we should look at nematode-resistant variety. Well, if you got tycoon and onions, what do you need for more? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this year's rodeo tomato is not going to be nematode-resistant. Mm. But there's, uh, a, there's a hint there, Milton. Oh, <laughs> they uh, hmm. they say that uh, there will be no end in the title. <laughs> They said that the gene that's uh, 
controls nematode resistance. It also uh, brings with it uh, lack of production on variety, ah. lack of yield. So uh, with commercial people, it's not that big a deal. Uh, the, the, I think they can still use uh, uh, methyl bromide and vapam or whatever if they needed to on a large field. Can they? But uh, not the home gardener. And uh, we we got we got some nematodes in some of our uh, planting beds in a greenhouse down south that I work with, and uh, I, I, they are they planted all tycoon, uh, <laughs> and uh, basically basically the only way they found to control the nematode was dig the beds out, put a new mix in there, huh. and. Uh, Niels, Niels Paris had a few few articles about uh, nematodes in the past, in his newsletter, but uh, he he quotes other universities, other sources, and basically they're saying the same thing we are. Now we we plant uh, this is the ideal time to, if you have a heavy infestation of nematodes. And uh, want to put a lot of organic material into your soil. Now is the ideal time to plant uh, a winter cover crop, such as a cereal, like cereal that you eat, not cereal killer. <laughs> no. C- cereal <laughs> or cereal. rye. Uh, that was a technique developed by Malcolm Beck, and um, we did some testing out at his place and. Uh, we found a cereal rye was the best best thing to use, and that was adapted to statewide. Malcolm, Malcolm had a lot of effect on uh, a lot of uh, recommendations on that went uh, into extension publications, and cereal yeah. rye was one of them. The other the, the other option um, is to grow resistant selections. Like the tomato varieties that we've talked about, what are they again, Jerry? Tycoon, um, uh, BHN nine sixty eight, the uh, uh, Valley Cat. Valley Cat's the one I can never. That's remember. it. <laughs> no, that's all the run. Tycoon. No, celebrity. Uh, celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah. yeah. So though, so, and the onions we mentioned. Yeah. Any any kind of grass. Related, which is uh, like onions. Because uh, they don't buy the corn. That's right. Corn. But very few people have corn in not, their not small gardens. In the old days, more people used corn. Yeah. Corn. Yeah. But uh, that's the way commercial people do it. They rotate corn with their tomatoes. When we we go out to Versus, uh, out to Von Army to plant our trial tomatoes, uh, they tell us which field is up for planting tomatoes in a rotation mm-hmm. wide. So uh, that's that's the way they do it commercially. And then another another thing, uh, when you have the, we've got a, the picture here of the nematode, uh, nematodes on the roots of these tomato plants, you don't... You don't want to put them in your compost pile. Yeah, and you want to get as many of those 
Careful. roots, uh, contaminated roots out as possible. Yeah, so you do you uh, when you do know that you got an area that's nematode, you try you try to get the whole root system intact right. as much as you can. I mean, it, it's, it's impossible to do a perfect job, but you can be you can reduce the the threat of nematodes slightly by yeah. being careful. And, and if throw you, them in the garbage. Yeah, if you don't know if you have them or not, all you have to do is plant okra. Oh, they'll run to okra. Oh, man. They love okra. Huh. They show up on okra when they before they show up on tomatoes. While it's still in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen a lot of nematodes on peppers. Have you noticed a lot of nematodes on peppers? I, I had... Well, it was hard to tell uh, last year because uh, the pepper, or uh, I had some peppers planted in the area, but uh, none of the none of the peppers were do, were producing real well, so I couldn't tell if the yeah. nematodes were affecting them. But I, yeah, then I didn't notice it on the roots. Again, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sighty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. 67. You can give us a call with your gardening question at 210-308-8867. And uh, yeah. I, as I was going through my uh, uh, book last night, I had to clean my book out Yeah, for the new year. And, book of uh, plants. <laughs> and I came across how to harvest the abundant acorn crop. Oh, you know Neil and uh, and all of yeah, them getting a lot of calls on 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 acorns, and uh, he he uh, he said, oh, I, I I I haven't read this thing in in years, and uh, it's got a preparation of ground acorn meal. In hmm. other words, how to. How to grind the acorn meal. And that's on uh, plantanswers.com. Uh, let's see. Acorn recipes and acorn eaters recipes. Okay. Oh, okay. And it had my, there, there's my famous squirrel picture. Squirrel in the pot. Can you see that? What that yeah, is? I can. Let's, <laughs> let's let's go to Jan on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. Another good acorn harvester are these grackles that were. Oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 moving through my neighborhood. Just that's my favorite squirrel picture. That oh two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. You can see all this on plantanswers.com recipe. <laughs> if you you go at your own risk, <laughs> our own peril. Jan, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you? What's going Hello. on? Well, we have a new home, and we're in Gonzales, and right now we have a lot of just dirt. And I would like to put something down to keep, you know, the dirt in place until we're able to saw it a little later. What would you suggest I do? Well, have you, I guess in that kind of situation, when do you, when do you think you'll get a chance to saw it? Well, we could saw it any time, but I don't know if this is the best time to saw it or if we're ready. Yeah, if you got a, it's it's not a, if you got a good source of sod, you could just go ahead and sod now. Right. Cuz I I know Milburgers has got moving sod out and I suspect over there in Gonzales, you check with your supplier too. Take a look at it. And if they even if it's a a little looks a little dormant, but if it's a 
a sod supplier that's got a good reputation uh, and you f- follow the uh, directions, uh, sod will do fine. Yeah, and uh, okay. if you if you buying sod, uh, look at the uh, stems, uh, uh, the runners on the sod. The le- the leaflets can be brown, but that that uh, those runners uh, should be green. That's a good point. Um, the okay. other option in the old days, what we would do, we'd plant uh, some rye, and then then put the sod down in May or, or early June. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but you, you got you got the now choice. Would be fine. Oh yeah. 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 Works great. Okay. Okay. Do I need to put some compost or something down on the dirt they brought in, which is just uh, sandy loam, or can I just sod right on top of that? Well, you can saw just on top of it, but the more, if you can put some compost down, that makes it just more successful and it grows better. Not too much, though. Well, or if you put, but if you put compost down, work it in. I, you know, the, the I don't, the, the layer yeah. idea doesn't work real slick. It should okay. be all mixed mixed together, you know, the organic material and the, your sandy loam and your old soil, okay. too. Are you? Uh, do you have trees around? Big trees around your yard? Uh, yeah, but we've left everything away from them because I don't want just they're they're post oaks, and I'm concerned about them being uh, disturbed. So we've okay. left stuff good, away good from girl. them. How do you know that? <laughs> I'm a master gardener. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, that's a. a Alert everybody out there that, about post oaks. Yeah, yeah, they're very fragile, and I'm concerned about them. <laughs> even even driving over the roots sometimes. Oh, so yeah. I know, and yeah. building a house close <laughs> all yeah. makes me concerned. Have you decided so, what but, grass you want? Well, I've thought about zoysia, but I don't know if that's the best thing out in this area. Well, it's, it's a good one. It'll do okay. Yeah. It uh, doesn't grow fast, but it's really got good traffic tolerance and uh, thick. But you have to have a, unless you use El Toro or something like that, uh, that's a variety. The uh, You're going to have to have a special mower to mow it, or either mower it often. I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I didn't. I had a regular mower, but you, you definitely need to have your mower sharp, and you mow, you don't... You say, well, this isn't growing, so I can wait another four weeks to mow it because yeah. it's hard to mow. But being oh, a master well, gardener, you probably know again? all that. Yeah. Well, not really. I'm not specializing in grass. So, what is the best thing to put out here? Well, I I like zoysia if that's if you've got uh, not too much shade, but uh, if it's in full sun, the other best choice is Bermuda grass. But okay. if uh, zoysia is a good choice, for sure. All right. So you said you said you were in Gonzales. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how far? How far? How far is that from Victoria? I was thinking across country. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty miles. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking of a source of Floritown. Uh, when I, I was over giving a talk over there in Victoria, uh, the county agent then took me out to a, a 
sod farm that was almost exclusively Floritan, St. Okay. Augustine. And uh, uh, we're, we're having trouble keeping our supply of Floritan in stock here at, uh, at Millburgers. So uh, if, you, if you're not too far from uh, Victoria, I'd, I'd uh, ask the county agent over there who's the, the sod producer that sells uh, Floritan. Floritam okay. is okay. is the San Augustine grass that fared the, in one of our research projects that we did a number of years ago. It really performed pretty well. It uh, stayed green long with the drought and greened up fast, faster than zoysia did yeah. uh, by far. Okay. And almost as good as Bermuda. Okay, cool. All right. All good. right. Thank you very much. Good luck much. on your landscape. Thank you, Jan. You take care. All right. Care. Thank you. Um, All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308. I know, we're all over the place. We're in Michigan, Gonzales. Michigan. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's take a break while we got a chance and give you the opportunity to call right now at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11.30. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter from Millburgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. Oh, ah. <laughs> Good catch. Uh, Jerry is a Kelvin. <laughs> oh, no. After all that, you dropped it. Okay, I'll go get it for you. All right, no, 210-308-8867. Oh, it's going to keep blowing. It's going to be in Seguin by the time we... Uh, okay, I'll get it in a second. All right, Jerry will talk to you while I'll go pick up some of his papers. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Let's talk gardening on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I think the wind's blowing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it caught me at a vulnerable time. Uh, another another question uh, t- that lady with the new landscape from Victoria, I mean from uh, Gonzales, remind me of a question and answer that uh, we had several several weeks ago, and I haven't gotten around to it. It said, uh, my tree is leaning. How should I straighten it, and what should I do to it? 
uh, we, you know, everybody, we're having that uh, rebate, uh, CPS rebate on trees. So a lot of people are buying buying trees and planting them. Uh, and when you when you get a when you get a new tree, new tree, it's absolutely critical that you get it and bolt it upright on the outset. In other words, when you first plant it, uh, if if it's crooked in the hole, it'll always be that way. It'll always, you can't you can't straighten. A crooked tree, well, that's planted crooked. So uh, th- that's why it's so critical that you stake and attach guy wires to its trunk, sixty to sixty-five percent of the way up the trunk to keep it straight. Now, if you have, if you got a crooked tree, uh, propping and pulling won't do the job. In other words, you can't pull it back to straight. Leaning trees must be dug and reset, and now's the time to do that. You have to dig it up. Uh, the, that essentially involves digging the tree up and replanting it right back in the same hole. But it's try, but uh, with its trunk uh, exactly vertical. There'll be loss of some roots, and the transplant shockers will require that you thin out some of the top growth. But it will be uh, it will need to be staked and guided just like it should have been in the first place. Uh, so you can save a crooked tree, Milton. Why is it crooked? <laughs> they planted it crooked. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they when they were putting it in the hole, they planted it crooked. Uh, so that that's just a tip to you homeowners who uh, who uh, are planting trees. Now, I got uh, since this is a let let see do do okay. We're getting you a rock. Hold on. Since, uh, <laughs> since this is the last show of the year, yeah. I thought I would get everybody up to speed on the National Garden Bureau uh, featured crops of 2020. All right. Uh oh, hang on. We got Bonnie on the line. Okay. Thank goodness. Bonnie's called us at 210 308 8867. You're going to lose those again. 210 308 8867. Bonnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm good. And you? Good, good. It's a pretty day. What's going on? How can we help you? Okay, I have a lemon tree, and it was about two years old when I planted it in the ground about three years ago. And every year at wintertime, whether I covered it or not with cloth, it, um, the leaves die off, and it comes back up every year. But um, And this year I put um, a thick plastic around it, but it's, it still froze. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong with it. Does the do the leaves turn yellow and then fall? Uh, well, yeah, they they were good and green until the freeze, 
and they're still on the plant, but I think the whole top of the plant is froze, the whole top of the tree. And it's a, it, it's no tall, it, it, it starts off at the ground uh, every year after it freezes. So I got to clip it all back. And so it's really more like a bush than a tree because I can't seem to get it to grow uh, past the first year. But after the freeze, do the are the leaves crinkled and brown? Yes, uh, they are. Okay, uh, so they don't they don't turn yellow on the tree and then fall off. No, no. Okay, then that's freeze damage. Yeah. Now it yes. sounds like you're gonna, and I, that that's not an uncommon situation. Every one of our yards is a little different in terms of microclimate. Yeah. And. Uh, I I have the same issue with my limes and lemons. They just, uh, you know, I, I covered them this time, but I de- de- definitely I'm thinking that a, a heat source for lemons and limes, it's just a g- good idea to have a heat source ready. Definitely for lime. Yeah. And uh, we didn't, uh, we were thinking it was going to be a 31-degree freeze, but it turned out to be we got uh, most of the yards in San Antonio got 27 degrees yeah. and over two nights, so several right. hours. So it was unpredictable. But, but that's if you uh, have your uh, w- your cord and uh, mechanics lights ready to be put under your... It sounds like you do a good job of covering them, but just... Put them under there, and that'll that'll be the protection. I think that'll make it through. But Jerry and I talk about that every year. How responsive lemons are; they come back with the foliage, <laughs> but they're they're not going to have a good crop if they got to they've got to restart that foliage. That's right. Year. Right, and we live out in the country, so we really live in Floridsville. So we're on five acres. So I mean, it's wide open there. Oh, okay. You live in Floridsville. Yes. Yeah. So you okay? So uh, maybe with your that structure you talk about, and then just have your just uh, just take the uh, if it's going to freezes or a close freeze is predicted, uh, just uh-huh. put your heat source in there along with your covering, and then you'll be safe. Okay. Let's see the and wind. Should I, should the, I the wind. Put a blanket the, around the bottom. Well, whatever, you, uh, whatever, yeah, whatever you put around there. You mentioned pl- uh, plastic. I was thinking yes, it was kind of plastic. a tent. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, tents tents work well, and the pl- the the neat the good thing about the plastic is it deals with the wind a little bit. Yeah. Right. Does the okay, wind so ever does the wind does the wind uh, ever blow in Floridville? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We had an experience down there. Didn't yeah, we, we did. <laughs> blew us, blew us all the way across into the HEB parking lot, <laughs> from the chamber to the. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, thank be sure, you. be sure That's you funny. anchor that thing down. The best, the best, okay. uh, best protection. Uh, if you if you you've got to build a, a strong superstructure because of that wind. That, right, that but we put, those, we put those um, posts up, you know, the fence posts, the steel ones. Oh, yeah. We put yeah. the floor up down before we put the plastic, the fixed plastic on. Good oh. girl. 
Uh, you might want to use a uh, one of the uh, cloth covers, like uh, that. Let let's the uh, what am I trying to think of? Frost covers. The frost covers between the plastic and the tree. Because okay. every every everywhere that uh, plastic touches a leaf, it'll kill it. It'll okay. freeze it. Okay. Yeah, it's just a. So you need to keep that plastic off of that, uh, off of the leaves, if possible. Right. Okay. But you you're gonna need some external heat yeah. source. Though. Yeah, and those mechanics okay. lights work really work really well. They're they they kind of they can deal with the moisture and yeah. Uh, uh, but make sure you don't get the LED lights, LED. Get the old fa- <laughs> the old fashioned. Lights that okay. produce heat. Lights. Right, yes. Okay. Okay, All right. well, I'm going to try that next year then. Okay. Okay, well, you might... Oh, you might get a chance to try it. Yeah, this year. Further, yeah. Okay, I'll, do the, I'll do the weather forecast when we come back from the, the news break. <laughs> and it doesn't have freezing in it. It does not. It so your tree, your tree has lost all its leaves now, or all of its leaves have been damaged now? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but you're well, not, remember you want to keep that wood alive. Yeah, that's you're yes. you're not alone. Mine is kind of half damaged, and so the I, I just I figure the wood is still alive. Yeah, yeah. So I I want yeah. to I got to be ready to cover it again so I can protect that wood. Okay. okay. All right. I'll give. I'll okay. after the news. I'll give you a specific forecast. For Floresville. Okay, right? thank you so I can, much. It says I can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Okay. It's about the same <laughs> if, it, if it was as accurate as you were yesterday, Milton. That's true. She you doesn't want it. You may, okay. <laughs> you, you take it into consideration. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the National Weather Service. It's the government's. What could the government do wrong? All right. Thanks, Bunny. <laughs> thank you. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866. And we're trying to blow my yes, papers again. Yeah, yeah, look at it. Look at him, though. Those papers are all blown up against him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fighting the wind with that. Do you want to move them? Do you want to tuck them? No. Okay. He doesn't dare I'm, move. I, I'm, I'm like an octopus here. I've got a, <laughs> arms and elbows and everything. You want a little rock or something? <laughs> Anyway, getting back to my National Garden Bureau unveils the features crops for 2020. All right. That uh, starts Wednesday, right? Yep, first day is Wednesday. Uh, the uh, year of the lavender is going to be 2020. All right, that time. According to the National uh, Garden Bureau. And also, 2020 is going to be the year of Lantana. Oh, good. Now, we, I can go with the Lantana. We can do pretty good on that, but uh, that lavender, hmm. I had one listener. Uh, what about the year of the lavender Lantana? <laughs> <laughs> one person that obviously was new to the area, he had a list of things that had frozen I wondered if they were going to, any of them were going to come back. And Lantana was on the list. I was said. it? Yeah, it'll be back. It'll be back. <laughs> For the bulb frost, they, they take different kind of 
crops that they talk. For the bulb crop, 2020 will be the year of the iris. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. For annuals, uh, we mentioned 2020 will be the year of the lantana. For edibles, uh, 2020 will be the year of the corn. Now, did they say annuals for lantana? Must be a uh, up north or something. Or a yeah, for annuals. Yeah, for us, of course. For us, yeah, for annuals. Yeah, right. And uh, for perennials, uh, twenty twenty be the year of lavender. Okay. We can't grow. We don't grow that real well. However, uh, Mary Dunford uh, has a whole bed out there in front of her greenhouse. Well, but it's it's grown like a cactus, you yeah. know. I mean, the bed's raised. Yeah, so at least one variety that stays alive, but it's, it's not as lush as there are. It is other yeah. places. New new for twenty twenty. Yeah, for flowering shrubs. Twenty twenty will be the year of hydrangea. We don't do real well with those either. We sell them, but we don't do real well. Well, we got one on our uh, patio. Oh, cool. In a container? Yeah, and I didn't realize Judy, it was, it was kind of Judy's jurisdiction, but I, I didn't realize how sensitive to cold they are. Oh, that fr- yeah. Uh, those freezes, yeah, really took wiped out the blooms. Yeah. And uh, the new growth on the foliage. Okay. They're, they're one of those plants that has a tendency as long as they're... Weather's warm and uh, there's water. They they keep growing, you know. And uh, now so. my hydrangeas in in Tennessee, uh, they all they lose the bloom, of course. But the key to get those things to bloom is to keep that some of that old wood alive. Don't not let it freeze all uh-huh. the way down to the ground. So do you cover but, those? All, all no. If it gets frozen, it just gets frozen. Uh-huh. But it won't bloom the following year. Uh-huh. So you just let. It, so if the if you harden it off, and if you, but Tennessee, you get some serious freezes. Oh yeah, and it has to have a cold exposure, I think, to really bloom. The what what captured my attention to this National Garden Bureau website was their advertiser. See their advertiser, top of the page? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Os- Osmocote. Success is in the bag. That's their motto. Copious is our motto. Copious is our motto. All right, 210-308-8867 is the number. 210-308-8867. We want to encourage you to... Come on by Millburgers today. It's a pretty day. It's sunny. It's windy and cool, but it's still nice and pretty. Lots of folks out there uh, just uh, doing some shopping and stuff. So uh, we encourage you to come on by and say hello. I see one folk. <laughs> there's some, there's others oh, on the right. side of us, too. All right. We encourage you to come on by and say hi or ask your gardening question in person. We're here till 2 o'clock. But you know what? The folks at Millburgers are really well-trained, and they can answer all your questions as well. So if you come after we've gone or on a different day, uh, Trace and the gang, Claudette, Mary, Roger, everybody, Adam, uh, Stacy, they can all answer your gardening questions. So uh, come on by and say hello. All right. We're going to take a break. Back in a moment. 210 
308-8867-210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Okay, as promised, let's look at the forecast. So for San Antonio, it's 65. Well, let's see if that's right. Uh, it's been kind of up there for a Clear while. Clear today and tomorrow. Let's see. Uh, 66. So I'm glad I checked it. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, today, sunny with a high near 67. Wind gusts as high as 25 miles an hour. On the porch, they're more than that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Tonight, clear with a low around 38. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, sunny, high near 64. Calm in the morning. Ooh. Clear tomorrow night with a low around 38 again. Tuesday sunny with a high near 60. 20% chance of shower Tuesday night. Okay. 50% (laughs) chance of showers on New Year's Day. And New Year's Day night, Wednesday night, 40% chance of showers. Okay, here's that custom forecast for Floresville (laughs) for uh, Bonnie. So not much different, Bonnie. Uh High, so it should be warmer today, high near 70. Well, you're three degrees warmer than we are. Uh, clear with a low around 37 tonight, so that's one degree lower. Sunny with a high near 65 tomorrow, 38 for the low on Monday night. And 20% chance of showers on uh, Tuesday. A 60% chance of showers on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's no uh, nothing above uh, or nothing below no, say no 37. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. I wonder why. why Oops, sorry. I wonder why this forecast is so different on the. Uh, oh, <laughs> what, what do you get? This is this is no, the government this no. is a government website. I'm just reading <laughs> off of it. It's weather.gov. Don't make fun of the government. Zero percent chain uh, chance of rain. Today. T- today, sure, okay. And uh, no, no how about, rain. How about Wednesday? Yeah, uh, no, the, no rain. All uh, week, all week, just uh, clouds on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All right. Well, that's when it's the the, the chance of rain is when it's predicted. Yeah, but in, you think if it was fifty percent, they would show some. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you're gonna trust the government or your phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what it. You say the government, which which uh, it's the Weather Bureau. Or yeah, it's a uh, it's it's NOAA, National Weather Service, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Well, who who uh, gave us the forecast yesterday that you provided? Yeah, it did rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, NOAA did. NOAA then KSAT. Let me look at KSAT. Missed yeah. it. I'll look at KSAT while while we wait for your calls and Jerry <laughs> talks to you. Uh, 210-308-8867. Got a question. Why does one plant in my landscape grow so slowly when another one of the same species right across the sidewalk thrives? Calvin? 
Well, uh. you, you got a whole you got a whole list of things there. Okay. Yeah, it could be which one is planted in compacted soil. So which one had? There you go. Which one had root damage when they were planted? There you go. Uh, May have gotten too dry or never recovered. Or we got string mower damage. That's quite there common, you go. common, especially close to sidewalks and things there. Uh, and then they can be one of, you know, we talk a lot, lot about uh, things like oak trees that are reproduced by seeds, so each yeah. individual is different. Now, shrubs, less likely that they'll be completely different, but... Uh, it uh, they can just be five or six feet apart. It can be a, quite a difference in their yeah. growing environment. Right. So, what did the? Uh, That's a, you. You got them. Yeah. You got them all. Uh, and that uh, when you when you talk about genetics, uh, we all we always get those questions about root sprouts. Uh, uh, why does one live oak tree have root sprouts while the one touching it does not? Now, that, this is a <laughs> this is something I've wrestled with for a while because I've got root sprouts on some of my oak. But uh, Neil answers this question says genetic variability is the key factor. Uh, in other words, he's blaming it on con- gen- genetic variability. In other words, they're being from acorns, so they have genetic variability. However, with that said, our live oaks, we have been told, are all in mots. They grow off of the one root system. Well, some, yeah. Some, but, you know, if we planted... Ten oak trees in a landscape. Yeah, they would interconnect, but they'd still be genetic. But mine, mine was there. Oh, when uh, when we built the house, so that I would think that they they were connected by a moth. Uh, what would we call a a community of uh, uh-huh. of lava? You know, it, it's hard for me to accept that there isn't some environmental causes there too because of. Um, I've, I've I've got the same thing in my yard. Yeah. Uh, depending on the the ones closest to the driveway, where where there's compaction, uh, uh, the the how, which one gets the most aeration, most yeah. water? I think. What well, makes you crazy is they can be four feet apart. And one one produce, one oak tree produces sprouts and the other doesn't. Yeah, I yeah. beat that out. Is uh, I'm growing my uh, oak sprouts. I mow them every time I mow my St. Augustine, and uh, they look just like Asian jasmine from a distance. So uh, and uh, and during drought, during uh, periods of no rain, that's the only green thing in my yard. Those oaks proud. So one well, one man's uh, problem is another man's treasure. We can uh, let's. I guess we'll have to add them to the list of our uh, sustainable winter lawns. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've already done that. 
along with Asian jasmine and horse herb and uh, rescue grass and. <laughs> I'm ho- I'm hoping the Asian jasmine is going to take my whole front yard. It's but already it, up on the top of your trees. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all right. So according to KSAT, KSAT dot com. Let's see, ten day forecast. They've got Wednesday with a forty percent chance of showers. Uh, Thursday forty percent and Friday ten uh, percent. Friday what? Ten percent. So they're going New Year's Day forty percent chance. Uh, still nothing. Uh, they got a little cooler on Monday. They got a low of thirty-five. Uh, mountain cedar uh, allergen count. Uh, mountain cedar in San Antonio is high. Mold is moderate. Uh, looking in Floresville, uh, about the same. Uh, gopher count is also high, at about thirteen thousand. Yeah, it's been high for the last <laughs> last week or ten days. If you have gopher allergies in Floresville, this is a day you want to be careful if you go outside. That's right. Now, does, I can't remember, Jerry. Does PlantAnswers.com have uh, gopher recipes? I don't think I have any gopher recipes. Are there, are there even gopher? Should we ask Dennis to find us My, gopher I, I, recipes? I bet you you could use squirrel recipes for gophers. I think gophers are harder to clean, for sure. Do we put that to Dennis and ask him to find his (laughs) online gopher recipes? No, because I imagine there are some out there. Okay. I think of uh, gophers when I lived in uh, Minneapolis, suburban Minneapolis. uh, It was kind of an open area, and we we had the school grounds across the street, and there were gophers everywhere there, too, and... uh, we were seven and eight years old, and we would uh, take a wagon with a garbage can full of water, you know, to put a porter in the... Yeah. And then the gophers would r- run out, and then we'd be in the round and getting at them. And then the the, the pit... The, the, you, uh, you hit them with a broom? Or baseball the, bats. Oh, baseball bats. <laughs> yeah. And then there was... Instead of playing baseball, they played gopher. There was oh, a... Uh, no. <laughs> back then, too, there was... Uh, for part of that period, there was a... You got a little... Uh, I don't remember if it was 50 cents or uh, you got some kind of a... Oh, right, the reward. Yeah. There was a, a bounty. A bounty on the gophers? Yeah. But we had a... That we one, one of my friends had a little uh, Boston... Terrier, yeah, they'd get him. And you know, the trick was always trying to keep keep him back while <laughs> so we're swinging the bats. And, but I mean, he was he he was in charge of it. Oh yeah, and uh, Jack yeah. Russell Terrier did the same thing. Yeah. He was he would catch him. We'd miss him. He'd catch him. Right. <laughs> I'd, I'd run the meat, wouldn't it, Milton? Or bruise the meat? Yes, I think I probably would. Yeah, um, let you hit him in the head. Uh-huh. I got, I got, I got a feeling they just hit them anywhere they could hit them. Yeah, I don't, that's right. For fifty cents, yeah, they'd go after those gophers. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to something less less, less mean to, to gophers. You, uh, the Florida the people in Florida really don't care about being mean. No, to they're, they're taking notes, going, "All right, all right, fifty cents. <laughs> Wonder if Calvin would come and uh, for a dollar now." I'll bet their kids said. Um, nearly every day in the summertime are, are out there 
chasing gophers like we used to do. There, I doubt it, Kevin. You don't think so? All right. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Neil, Neil got a Neil Spear got a question in yesterday's paper uh, from an irate neighbor. Says uh, the question was: If you want your neighbors to be mad at you, plant sycamores. I hope I hope Mark Peterson is listening to this. Oh yeah. Uh, our next door neighbor planted two Mexican sycamores. He planted the right kind uh, in his backyard soon after moving in. Now, 24 years later, they dropped copious Milton. Copious. It's in the guess. it's in the paper here. Copious. So it's a real word. You copious amounts of leaves all over our yard. I have raked leaves five times. Mm. This guy's hot. <laughs> the huge tree shade our dwarf or uh, has dwarfed our trees. And their shade has caused our lawn grass to thin and die. Uh, that and Mark Peterson recommends oh, why Mexican Mark? sycamores. Mm. He doesn't care about the neighbors no. losing their yards <laughs> and trees. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they they may be fine for a larger yard, but not for urban landscapes where many houses are crammed into each acre. So there you go, Mark. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> uh, uh, Neil, Neil agrees with the guy. Says uh, that's where Neil. I was. do understand your frustration. Yeah, Neil also said there, didn't he? That uh, the leaves, that the sycamore the, leaves, do not decompose as quickly yeah, as the others. The leaves are not, are not only large, but they're also leathery. They don't decay. I was like you, Kevin. I thought they got brittle and crunchy. yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. And, of course, they do. They really respond to running the mower over. Yeah. Leaves that are there in December will still be there in March. I don't don't think so. I don't think so. If you don't rake or bag them. We'll need uh, some testimony or we'll need to check out some sites. We'll have to get Mark back, too. There you go. Neil says, I like sycamores, but your comment about considering what your trees do to your neighbor's landscape is spot on. 24 years, though. I mean, that's... That's a big tree. Yeah. That's <laughs> as fast as, as they grow. It's a long time to put up to uh, hold a grudge like that. So I hope Mark Peterson saw that. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yes? Well, let's just tell everybody, too, what we're talking about. A Mexican sycamore one is one of the varieties of trees that is on most recommended tree lists, including the, the CPS uh, yeah. rebate. And we, uh, Mark Peterson is one of his favorites. Uh, and we recommend it over American sycamore right. because it's... Uh, much more disease resistant, grows very fast, and the uh, bark the bark is very attractive and it's striking. It's a real showy plant. So if you're trying to be discreet, that's not the plant to plant. But but it's worthy worthy of a discussion. I'd be interested. 
and how some people that have the tree or neighbor other neighbors react yeah. to it. All right, let's do this. Trey, so let's take a break so we can talk to you after the break. Cool. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment, 930 a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 1130. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter for Mill Burgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where Trace is on the porch with us. You can give us a call. Trace can be a part of answering your question, too, at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Well, there was more blue bonnets available. Oh, good. Oh, well, we, got, we got a few more of those come Blue, white, and red. All right. Uh, uh, they usually sold down. I sold, mean, yeah, sold quite a few. Okay. Um Spinach in small quantities. It wasn't much. It was like okay. Four, four flats of uh, four and a half inch. Yeah, we had uh, trouble with that seed this year. Uh, that wasn't have... one of the growers' fault. It was just a weird occurrence. Uh, there was some big some stock available in six packs, so we're going to get some six pack stock. Oh, good. Uh, or super six, excuse uh-huh. me. Um, a few ten inch pots, some sna- uh, stock and Snapdragon. So. Uh, we're starting to get, starting to get uh, some colorful things that you can replace the uh, poinsettias with. Yeah, and uh, but use that stock. Uh, we talk a lot about the garden mums in the fall, decorating the door and for parties and things. That stock is pretty spectacular is. for that. Yep. And everybody uh, will wonder where's that smell coming from. Yeah, no. in a good way. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. Wonderful fragrance. We would sit out on the porch, uh, watch the dog kind of roam around, and and just get a whiff of this beautiful fragrance. All of a sudden, kind of hitting us like, "Wow, where?" Are the-? You know what else? The the lissom is really fragrant right now. Nice, again, prospering. The uh, Jerry, you were right. The uh, sweet peas did get some damage from this cold. Yeah. Oh, okay, they had uh, the new growth. So about the, you know, if they're eight inches tall, about the top four inch got. Oh burn, my goodness! Burned back, burned back. But it, they'll, uh, come, they'll come back. Yeah, that's a typical. Uh, it's one of the reasons why it's been a little difficult to uh, grow sweet peas in this area, either too hot or too cold. But they'll uh, keep planting them or keep cutting off the frozen part, and they'll eventually produce a flower. 
No. So those are some of the things that are coming in. Yes. Fruit trees will be coming in. Uh, week of the 6th. Okay, so, so, let's, yeah, so we'll be here before that hits, so that's that next week after, right. next, after next week. And uh, they'll be in before David's seminar. Yeah, which is on January 11th. Yeah. So uh, not all of them, but the bulk of them will be in before that. Yeah. Um, anything new coming in that's kind of exciting this year? Sometimes you told us about different did varieties. T- did we talk about plumquats yet? I don't think we have. No. Okay, so uh, plumquat. It's new. Part, part plum, half plum, uh, half quat. Uh, half uh, apricot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think it needed the plum as the pollinator. It, we, we've got it notated back there, but uh, yeah. it just sounds interesting. They, yeah. pay, they taste good. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure how they, I, I guess they perform as a plum would perform. You know? Yeah. We, we, we know as much as each other right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I noticed that uh, in the peaches that you have uh, Mr. Fanick's peach, a Fanick peach. Oh, you're, looking, you're, you're looking through the book? Yeah. Okay, so those aren't here yet. but uh, That's that's yeah, it. That's the uh, first time that's ever been on the market, I guess. I, I, I don't know. But yeah. I saw it available, and I figured, uh, you know, let's try it. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's a pretty good peach. Well, okay. Why are you so excited about it? Well, you hadn't seen it before. Okay, <laughs> I know, but no, never available. Uh, oh, yes, I so. think Fanick grew a few. Yeah, he had. Fanick has a long history of uh, uh, recognizing right. plants and uh, getting getting them on the market. But some of them kind of stayed in the background for quite a while. No, oh, yeah. I'm sure more will show up, too, as the years progress. Yeah, probably so. Okay, so those are some of the things. We talked about David's seminar. That's uh, Saturday, January 11th from 10 to 11.30. Let me double check. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's coming up. That's free. We, that's, uh, you can go to millburgernursery.com to get all the details. Millburgernursery.com and uh, and see that. Uh, we're looking the through oh, go ahead. Mill Burgers. Dot website, and look what I've came upon. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Who's that, who's that good-looking guy wearing purple? Uh, <laughs> a picture of. Look at the guy smiling. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, it ought to be. That's a pretty good check. Yeah, that's a good check. <laughs> Two checks. That's a picture of uh, Millburgers presenting the check yeah, of the Salvation right Army. Up. Yeah, how much it is? Yeah, it was uh, three thousand. Oh, it was over three. Over three. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it'll go to making Christmas happen for children in the San Antonio area. So that's a, a donation on behalf of Mill Burgers, and then of course uh, you helped out with uh, your uh, when you came to the event on um, the Christmas, the open house weekend, the Cowboy Christmas, and the traditional. And so you're able to help Mill Burgers make a three thousand dollar donation to the Salvation Army. So thank you. And really good. It does go a long way. Plus, way. you had a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Plus the Angel Tree. Uh, I don't know how to put a dollar value on that. I, I don't think there's they a way. So, so many people bought bicycles. And yeah. And the, that's right. They bring them back so you get to see what they buy. Yeah. And the gray Angel Tree, huh? We didn't have that, but they do have that. Uh, yeah, they do have that. Jerry wants. To, we didn't have that. No. Jerry will personally no stand. I didn't get any gifts. Jerry will be putting his own little thing <laughs> on the great angel tree next year. Just uh, all right. So, uh, and uh, so thank you for that. I'm glad you pointed that your, out. Your gift was at the Christmas party. Was that right? But you didn't show up. Yeah, where were you? <laughs> I ate it. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and Christmas trees are coming in. Yes. So, uh, what does that I, mean? Well, uh, my daughter's a great example. She okay. bought, she bought her Christmas tree here, and uh, they undecorated it yesterday morning. Okay, and, as they supposed to. Yeah. And uh, completely, uh, they took all the lights off and the stand and everything, and they brought it back. And uh, I gave her a twenty dollar gift certificate. Well, twenty percent off. Right? Be 20, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. Twenty yeah. percent uh, off <laughs> gift certificate to use for a future purchase. Yeah. So now, you bring your trees in basically now through the 16th. I don't know that they'll accept them past the 16th I'm sure, of January. I'm, I'm sure I'll be lenient. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they they recycle them. Uh, they'll give you a gift certificate good for 20% off any regularly priced merchandise uh, purchased by February 29th. And the coupon is good for one purchase. Doesn't include turf grass, labor, delivery charges. Uh, tree must be clear of all ornaments, lights, wood, wires, and metal. Now, uh, I, I want to ask Trace oh dear. why he's so adamant about that. When you grind them up, that causes a problem? Well, you bet. Uh, let, <laughs> so, again, this stuff is going to get recycled, so it's going to get reused somewhere yeah, yeah. Uh, after it's been ground up and, and sat for a while. So electrical wires and light, glass and it messes up the ground Messes up the grinder, and it would mess up the landscape that it was put in yeah. as well. Oh, I, th- I think he's worried about messing up the grinder. No, he's worried about it. It'll lock it up, and it'd take a while to okay, fix right, that. Well, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the people that are running the grinder. Oh, yeah. Or ending just tearing the trees. Back <laughs> so check out to MillburgerNursery.com for more information on that. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Yeah. And, and you don't, I, I don't I have saw, to have bought the tree here. No, and I think I've seen a couple today that have come in. I, I thought I did. I'll go down and look. There was there was two there this morning. One okay. was mine and one was my daughter's. Okay. But we saw somebody yesterday, too, besides... Well, maybe they hauled them off already. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, all right, so let's see. What else is going on? Um, in the new year, anything... Uh, any resolutions of the well, nursery, anything the nursery's going to get going on? It's, uh, well, did make you make an announcement, too, on, all, after all these years, Charles Martelli is retired and gone off to Europe. He's, he's retired, and he, he's heading to Europe at some point in the near yeah. future. Yeah. All of us and, have... And, da- and Florida. Yeah. I think that's where he's going to move to. All of us have worked with him all these years, and he's been a moving force. Uh, of course, it's the whole... Milberger uh, administration has participated in all these community projects and been yeah. positive. But Charles has been uh, wouldn't have been the same without Charles. It's been it's been great. Very gracious. Yeah. Yeah, and he really was uh, instrumental in establishing in relationships, doing some of the creative ideas and stuff that we had at Top Tomato Contest. That was. <laughs> um, if he's listening, he's grumbling at the radio now <laughs> but, uh, because yeah, yeah it, it's not going to be the same if he's not listening to see, see if you can get him to call yeah. I can get him to call in well Trace please, please <laughs> Trace can give us half <laughs> um, yeah we'll miss working with Charles it was yes, fun though. Be, but he'll be having a good he time was, he was a great mentor and it, it was uh, it was a very very somber day yesterday and, yeah uh, but uh, we'll make it yeah, no, no, I know. And he's no. he's 
leaving behind uh, a good legacy, and it sounds like he's passed. Uh, he's not. He's just going to Europe. <laughs> yes. He's retired. But, he's uh, gone but not forgotten. That's, that's right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he, he built up a great place that runs well, and so... Yeah, so a credit to him. Anyway, okay. I, I, I found a uh, video. He's going to start texting me going, stop talking about me. <laughs> I found a video that has Charles in there. Yeah. On the on the member website. Sure. And uh, it'll so, be like the extension service, Jerry. It'll yeah. soon disappear. Yeah. Like your, your <laughs> videos or yeah. authorships that you, you and I were involved with. Right. But uh, when I was looking through the, uh, I was looking through the Millburger deal for the newsletter, for the archived newsletter. Okay. And I, I couldn't find them. Well, look, looks like you did. Well, you I did. I, Milton sent me the note. Yeah. Okay. On where they are, uh, they're under uh, news and events. News and events it says newsletter archive. Yeah, and they get. <laughs> And they go back to uh, 2014, so that it's a, the shame of it is, is they're not searchable by Google. No, I don't know how you'd fix that because it's a PDF. I imagine it's a PDF, isn't it? I, I would think it has, would have to be. Yeah. And uh, if if you if you want to look that up, I think I'm gonna put a link on. Uh, yeah, it's PDF. Plant answers uh, to that. No, that'd that be good. archive. That'd be good. Yeah. That archive. And uh, if, I, I was amazed at the. Uh, I get my newsletter through the mail. And uh, when I was looking at these newsletter archives, I was blown away by the beautiful color pictures on the front of the newsletter. All the pictures are. And that, that one of. Uh, for December, well, you know you can get them emailed to you, right? And then the, yeah, that's a nice, pretty color. Yeah. In fact, uh, anybody listening, if you want, if you want to get the newsletter either mailed to you mm-hmm. or emailed to you, email's faster. You can actually sign up on our website. Right. Um, that's you can, sign up right there. Yep. But you can send us a, a letter with your name, address, phone number, all that stuff, and we can get you signed up for uh, for a hard copy as well. Yeah. We never did find out how many is on the newsletter, did we? Uh, I had the I numbers, was, but... I was going to ask that Charles. Couple, that was a couple of weeks ago, and I, <laughs> I've already forgotten the numbers. Is it in the thousands? Yes. Oh, gosh, is yeah. It? Okay. I, th- I, I remembered at least 4,000. Yeah, 4,000? 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Yeah. So, so let's see. But just to look at the pictures, uh, if you got a computer... Uh, just go there and uh, look at the pictures and get some. Oh, oh look, they're by, uh, they're by month. They got a, yeah. they, they actually got a, the well, month that they're good on. So, what would you expect them to be by? Uh, well, you never know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so, if, you, if you're a gardener, you can go back and look at these old newsletters, kind of like we do our column, uh-huh. and uh, see what was appropriate for that month. Mm-hmm. Well, between the Milbergers uh, website and uh, PlantAnswers.com, there's lots of information out there. Yeah, for every month. Uh, yeah. 
and uh, a lot of it is uh, searchable. Yeah. And, and I, feel free to call us or or the nursery to get get a little more insights on how to use that information. Too. Yeah. Well, and then uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, we're here, of course, every Saturday and Sunday, but uh, one of the things that you have uh, prided yourself on is training employees. So while it's great that they can come talk to us uh, Saturday and Sunday, they can feel comfortable talking with anybody that they uh, they come here at the nursery any day of the week. There's always somebody here that can yeah. answer questions. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I, I started naming names and, uh, each person I caught, I thought, oh, and there's also this person, and then there's this person. So yeah, everybody here can help you out too. But uh, and then you've got the uh, the the new bird feeding. Will that kind of perk up in the spring too? The well, it's pretty perked right now. Oh, good. Okay. But, uh, no, the spring that slows down a little. Oh, bit. Oh, okay. So it's winter that. Yeah. Okay. What well, do you want to talk about in the moment? Sure. Okay. What, what you got? What's well, going we on? actually have a, a wild bird food on the special. Oh. Uh, in our in-store specials, I think it's twelve eighty-eight for a twenty-five pound bag. Okay, I'll double check. You've got those big fifty-pound bags in we, there too we, that we, we talked do. about. Yeah. I mean that—that's a serious. If. Uh, uh, no, nope, don't see it. All right. Well, it's on the in-store special. So. Okay. Yeah, that that uh, that regular 1999. Yeah, that's the seed that has a uh, milo seed in it, isn't it? Uh, that's uh, a that's a question for Calvin. I, it's wild bird food. That's, uh, that's yeah, it's a mix. Millet, millet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has got. I don't know if that one has cracked corn in there, but mm. but it's got some sunflower. It's a it's a nice, uh, nice mixed seed, and that's a, that's one of the seeds you use of, for the ground. Oh, if you got Inca doves, or ground, or English um, American sparrows, or towhees, and things like that, so you put it on a little platform. What? What's well, he against the English sparrows? <laughs> they know he's gonna not gonna let them eat. No, uh. they 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 don't. Uh, <laughs> take any direction from anybody they do what they want to do all right but but uh, also when that that seed falls out on the ground it attracts white ring doves yes yeah, under the feeder we've under heard. the feeder so we've heard but uh, and they all gather up together you know they're all in a one little and did, did i ever tell you all about my I, we used to have ticks in my yard real bad because hmm. my neighbors wouldn't spray you said what? Ticks. What ticks? Ticks. Oh, Lord. So we we started uh, with a bird feeder, but we would only fill the bird feeder halfway because they could empty it in, a, in oh, yeah. very quickly. So we'd fill, fill it up halfway, bring all the birds in, and as soon as they finished off that seed, they would scour the ground. Is that right? And oh. with, within weeks, I didn't have a tick problem anymore. Wow. Huh. I never thought about that. Very cool. They're meat eaters, huh? Well, some of them are, yeah. A tick. Tick almost every, yeah, almost every bird will, if they're easy pickings, uh, yeah. they'll, uh, you know, we call them seed eaters, insect eaters, and <laughs> berry eaters, but they'll eat, they'll eat what's available. We, we had, uh, a, lot, a lot of folks in the north, too, will have, uh, ticks, well, you know, every time you went out in the yard in Minnesota, you, and some areas in the, uh, forests and everything, you were, Expectation would be that you'd have to make do a search to look for wood ticks, and your dogs were always getting. Oh wood yeah, ticks. yeah. I haven't I haven't had an issue with that here. 
Very cool I, 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 Calvin had a rough time up there between the ticks and the mosquitoes the and gophers. The gophers. And, there, there's a reason he moved yeah, to Texas. Yeah, yeah, a hell of a time. Now, there. yeah, so I can be here with the <laughs> English sparrows and the cockroaches and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All in the same group. On that note, we're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Well, next year is almost here. It's almost 2020, and Millburgers is able to help you have a great gardening season in 2020. How? Well, first off, make sure that you're going to millburgernursery.com. That's their website, millburgernursery.com. At millburgernursery.com, you'll find all kinds of great information. So, for instance, every month, Millburgers has a gardening seminar that you can attend absolutely free. And you'll find out about each one when you go to millburgernursery.com. The next one is January 11th. It's on fruit trees, and David Rodriguez will be doing it from 10 to 11.30. You'll also find about how you can get the newsletter from Millburgers. The newsletter contains all kinds of great information, and you can get it emailed to you or mailed to you when you go to millburgernursery.com. And don't forget to recycle your Christmas trees January 2nd through the 13th and receive a coupon good for 20% off. So go on and have a great time at millburgernursery.com. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. James is on the line. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. And before I forget, let me just start off wishing you a happy new year. Um, Thank you. Happy new year to you, too. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate what y'all do. The information's good. And the entertainment's priceless. Um, hey, I got an update on my Crawford lettuce that Dr. Parsons sent me a few months back. Um, when I opened the envelope, and inside I had five little brown envelopes, and I seeded once, and uh, nothing happened. Seeded twice, nothing <laughs> happened. This is a week or so apart. Uh, the third envelope, since I'm a glutton for punishment, I opened had no seed in it. I opened the fourth one, had no seed in it. And I said, well, this must be a joke that Ms. Dr. Parsons playing on me and others. So me, uh, being faithful, I guess, or stupid, I opened the fifth one. Lo and behold, it's got seed in it. I put them in that same container, and I got about 10 to 12 sprouts two weeks later. <laughs> All right. Two weeks, All right, so, uh, <laughs> Well, Calvin I, I, finally I, got his to come up. Yeah, I was I wondering if the... The, the, the weather, you know, and I don't know the specifics, but uh, I'm sure the weather must have part part of the influence on what happened. Could have, because we had a general, you know, we generally, I think, yeah. we had a, a the germination was slower and li- smaller than we usually get. Yeah, and you you yeah. were using fresh seed. The seed I sent to uh, 
James and, and through the mail was the old season yeah. meal burger. I had, I used up all, it motivated me to, to use up all my old seed <laughs> because I realized that uh, it was just not not going to get any better at germinating. I think I think about two years on lettuce seed is about all you can expect. Yeah, the tiny little seed. Yeah, they're small and uh, fragile, but I'm glad yeah. some came up for you, James. Yeah, it did come up, and I do appreciate it. Um, but I do have a question. Is this, if I remember what you were saying, and maybe I'm confused here, is that reseeds itself once it's established in a bed? Yeah, now you have to let it go to seed. You have to let it uh, in the in the in the spring. Uh, lettuce uh, bolts or flowers, right? Like an and, onion, uh, I guess. Without yeah, yeah, well, kind of. Right. It's a yeah. They got they they have a now. I I, I give a step by step. Picture pictorial view of that on the under the Crawford lettuce seed on plantanswers.com. And okay. uh, so, well, you, so you, 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 yeah, you let it uh, uh, you let it go ahead and bloom, it blooms yellow, and then uh, the blo- the blooms make a the blooms fall off, and they have a little capsule on it. That they're attached to looks like dandelion. Yeah, it looks like dandelion, and that's uh, okay. that turns brown. Steve Brown used to just, at that point, just cut off the tops and put them in a big grocery sack. Yeah, I, I have uh, Wild Seed Farms uh, have helped me the last couple of years running through one of their machines that takes that fuzz off and leaves you with a black seed. But yeah, that's uh, that, so fine. Uh, yeah, that that uh, you can't. A homeowner can't do that. Like, they have to use Steve Brown's technique of just sowing the fuzz out there. I guess is. Uh, yeah, we would. It was n- n- not real impressive when we were <laughs> out there. I'm going to plant on TV, and then we get the big sack and pull out all these dandelion looking. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. It worked very well. But uh, okay, the hope. That seed blows. If you don't cut off the heads, that seed okay. blows, and that, that's why it reseeds itself year after year. You know, James, my. The reseeding part in my landscape is very late. You know, that it'll be coming up, uh, I, I suppose, a month from now yeah. or six weeks. Yeah. And then the, the seed production is w- way into the uh, spring. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, so in terms of using the lettuce, I always have to plant some to get mm-hmm. to get it early enough to have a useful crop. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you say it blows like the dandelion, I mean, is it um, so? My, I don't have a problem. So, it's going to come up everywhere in the immediate area, or is it just going to seep? In, uh, it, I mean, it's going to seep right come out, It's going to come up everywhere in the area. Used to come oh, up fine. at the. That's fine. I live out in the country. That's fine. <laughs> I remember years ago. Years ago, I had that bunny larkspur, and I planted a six pack, and I think I had six million when all was said and done. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that, that uh, bunny bloom uh, kind of spread all over the place. Well, I still have it coming up. Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> oh yeah, in my ra- in my raised bed, and I the- I just pull them all out like weeds, except for one. I leave one roll. And they reseed every year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was growing it at the uh, Verstraten, Henry Verstraten farm, out around Von Army, and uh, right, I live cl- close with to it, yeah. with with the, with the blue bonnets, uh, with my blue bonnet, because yeah. the Verstraten yeah. would uh, hoe out uh, when uh, you know the blue bonnets have to dry down before you harvest the seed. And uh, they they're such weed freaks out there, always have been. Uh, they they couldn't stand looking at those dead blue bonnets, and uh, they, they thought they were dead, and they were wanted to move we hoe them out. So I planted the uh, Asian the uh, bunny bloom larkspur two to three years after that. They were they were cursing me saying. That uh, they can't get rid of those larkspur because right. uh, they, they 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 reseed themselves over, and the interesting thing about it is, no pre-emergent herbicide would stop them. Really? Yeah. Huh. So they they uh, the the herbicide that we use on uh, blue bonnets to c- control the henbit and uh, uh, other grasses that come up with blue bonnets. Uh, doesn't even phase of Larkspur. Huh? I'll be darned. That's on you. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I do appreciate it. I just want to give you an update on the lettuce. Okay, thank you. It. Thanks, James. Appreciate that. Happy New Year. Talk to you next right. year, James. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Still time to get your calls in, so give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, one one last Neil Sparrow for this year. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, uh, "I've grown Asian jasmine for sixty years, and I've never seen it." Oh, that's that's Neil's answer. The question was, uh, you can see growing large areas of dying of dying Asian jasmine. This area gets moist sun and good sprinkler coverage, which we use sparingly. We've had more Asian jasmine in the backyard, and it's doing fine. It's emitted. It is emitted, uh, admittedly, in the in more more shade. The planting has been here since 1997. Is it getting too much sun, or has it run its course? Asian jasmine down here doesn't run its course. Neil says, I've grown Asian jasmine for 60 years and I've never seen it die out from old age or from any type of insect or disease. It grows perfectly in full sun. The only thing I've ever seen kill it are extreme cold back in 1989 and drought on many occasions. So it it was drought that killed that killed that jasmine. This summer, despite the drought being not real long, I don't know what what three or four months, but it was pretty severe. Oh, I guess it was those record high temperatures. Yeah, too. But uh, it it killed it it killed it back. And uh, a tip the tip for the year, 
I've got Asian jasmine in my climbing in my windows and uh, climbing up trees and climbing covering fences. That's why how those cockroaches get in there. <laughs> yeah, they're right. they just crawl up the Asian jasmine. <laughs> and the English English sparrows are hiding in there. Oh, it's beginning to make sense. <laughs> only way I've seen to beat it back is a remedy. Or I think our uh, uh, cut vine, cut vine, and stump killer ah. would work too. Yeah, that that remedy really works on my nemesis, the yeah, the, the uh, cat vine, cat cat's claw, cat's but, claw. But you got to be careful spraying it. Uh, of course, if you're spraying it on a fence or whatever. But well, I, I did some experiments with it to see if it would kill the adjoining shrubs to the Asian jasmine, which are in close proximity, and uh, it just killed the jasmine down to the to the root. Yeah, well, the, the neat stem. thing about it is too, you can kind of avoid because it can penetrate the stems a little bit. You can avoid that closeness to right. shrubs, and and just you don't have to get every single one of the vines or every single leaf on the vine, yeah. and it'll it'll take it out. Uh, but I edged Asian jasmine. Out of my, off of my fence, wood fence, uh-huh. and uh, uh, out of my windows. <laughs> it was growing between the screens and the windows. It's coming in. It's like bamboo. Yeah, but if they uh, ever get together. I, I'm scared to. I'm scared to put it on the trees. You know, get it out of the oh, trees. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't take a chance. Yeah. With the remedy. Oh, because the. Yeah, it killed the trees. Or even even if it stresses the trees, when our in our climate you don't, you know they 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 got a tough life, they they're challenged life anyway. So you want you don't want to give them any special problems. No, and rem- remedy could be a problem. I w- I would give this tip to this this person that wrote in and sh- uh, shared this picture. Uh, if you've got dead spots of Asian jasmine. And if you've got uh, rapidly growing Asian jasmine, thick, uh, wait till the spring and uh, cut that rapidly growing Asian jasmine off in a, in a mat. In other words, cut it off at the ground in a, using a hedge clipper or something like that where it stays in a, in a mat that you can roll up. And then unroll it, root root uh, root side down, on that bare spot, and anchor it with some uh, some potting mix or, or soil or whatever, and we'll keep it watered uh, for a little while, and it'll root in. Hmm. That whole whole blanket of uh, Asian jasmine will root in. That's pretty easy. Yeah, uh, a lot of people complain about it takes so. Long to get it started from transplant, but if you've got a, a a thick stand of it like that, that you can cut out a a mat from, that's a way to spread it rapidly. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up a little bit. I want to, uh, uh, of course, uh, thank Shemaya back at the station, doing a great job, uh, making it sound so good and getting the calls on the air. And, of course, we want to thank you for listening. We'll be back here next year <laughs> at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. So we encourage you to. How many years does that make that we've been here? I don't know. 
I'm, I'm thinking. He, 22 he, plus? He, 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 20, yeah, I think so. 20 for me. Yeah. I think. So uh, join us for the uh, 20-something year and they've uh, been, uh, next they, Saturday. They've almost been all with Milton. Too. On the answer. <laughs>